following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Friday, guys. Welcome to Fantasy Beasts and where to find them. We're here to discuss a little bit of last night's regular season NFL action. That's right, guys. We're here. We've made it. The NFL is live. Uh, we are actually recording this at about the half because, you know, that 820 bedtime uh, creeps up quick on us old folks. Yeah, I mean, it's past my bedtime currently, so... But uh, we're here with at least one half of review so far. Uh, a bit of an interesting game. Tom Brady... Looks mortal at parts with a couple interceptions, but also looks like he's 24 at other times. Yeah, they showed uh, his release getting quicker as he ages. It's got to be that warm weather loosen up his joints. Yeah, Dak uh, Dak Prescott's out here with a with a return from a severe ankle injury, and he looks pretty good. He's pretty mobile. He's slinging the ball well. Uh, they're they're spreading the ball all over the offense. Spreading it out. Uh, they got Gallup in there. Cooper, C.D. Lamb's involved. Blake Jarwin's. Uh, I think it was Jarwin, or was it uh, number one? Whoever number one is, I can't well, remember his name. Cedric Wilson Wilson's getting yes, receptions, correct. but also their number one tight end seeing a couple receptions yep. as well. Uh, the odd point out of Dallas, Zeke Elliott not really receiving much through the first half. Uh, a lot of Tony Pollard action here. A lot of Tony Pollard using him a little more than Zeke. Uh, kind of what happened last year. We saw that towards the end of the season where they just kind of faded away from Zeke a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean. Is Zeke still having a better game overall than uh, than than Tampa's running backs at this point? Um, you, you know, you kind of thought it was over for for that of Ronald Jones when he coughed up a costly fumble, only for Leonard Fournette to come right back and drop an interception into the hands of Dallas's defense. Uh, it's been an intriguing game to this point, man. Yeah, wonderful to see some Geo. Yeah, Geo got in for the first the first uh, part of the game. Hasn't done much since. Uh, really intriguing way to keep going here. Dallas and Tampa at the half, really a lot to see. The rookies aren't shining, although uh, the, the commentators make you think otherwise. Micah Parsons is looking exactly like the player Gary and I scouted and saw. Looks a little confused out there in coverage. Um, Gave up a touchdown. Did give up a touchdown. CeeDee Lamb is looking like that physical threat that he was billed to be in camp. Uh, I mean, fantasy points-wise, Lamb and Cooper at the half are about 15 points in standard PPR format. Antonio Brown looks like he has returned. And Mike Evans is missing. Yeah, Mike Evans is missing. Godwin's not playing too bad. But like we said, Mike Evans is going to be touchdown dependent, and there's a lot of mouths to feed. And with Antonio Brown kind of emerging there, it's likely that we see less and less Mike Evans, especially since we know he likes Antonio Brown, Tom Brady, and Gronk's in his offense, so... We'll tell you this much, man. It's going to be tough for uh, for many mouths to be fed there and many teams to shut down Tampa if this keeps up. But, Gary, what do you say we get to the normal episode here? Uh, we're done talking about the half of football we're watching. And uh, enjoy your Friday show, guys.
ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Happy Friday morning. We are the voice of Fantasy Beasts and where to find them. I am Kyle Randy, joined as always by Gary Halt. Gary, two days from now, NFL Action's back full-time, baby. NFL Action's back. Uh, if you're listening to this, you've probably watched the uh, Thursday night game. The Dallas Cowboys and the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. Before you hear this full intro, you should be uh, getting a little bit of a precursor and a reminder of what exactly has happened last night. We will have that on the show. Um, however, we wanted to sit here and kind of give you our stardom sitems for the week here. We got a, got a nice little amount here. Uh, up at least five per position. I have a couple bonuses thrown in here. Um, but Gary, what do you say we get right underway? Uh, actually, hold on. Before we get underway, uh, a little bit of news in the NFL today. Gus Edwards uh, expected to have a torn ACL. Ouch. Uh, on top of that, Marcus Peters, cornerback from Baltimore, expected to have a torn ACL. Uh, back-to-back plays there in Baltimore. Players go down with uh, severe leg injuries, and the practice gets stopped and canceled for the rest of the day. What are they feeding those What players? is happening in Baltimore? <laughs> uh, across the division, the Pittsburgh Steelers have re-signed outside linebacker TJ Watt to a four-year, $112 million deal. That's a, that's a whole hell of a lot of money. But... And a bit of a precursor, I guess, Gary, because I know we'll talk about some stardom sit situations uh, come Sunday morning on our Fantasy Beast show, Tiki Talk Sunday. Um, we will be live on Twitch TV at Tiki Tribe TV and on our Facebook at Fantasy Beast FB Pod. So jump on in, ask us questions. We will That will be a live show that will not be pre-recorded. Uh, so jump in and as you join us, you can throw questions there. But Gary, want to jump into uh, stardom systems? We, we want quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. Uh, wide receiver, we more or less went with matchups that we liked instead of having to break down further on that. But uh, what do you see we going to wait here, Gary? You want to let's, give us? Do want to go it. backwards from uh, from bonus to one on these? Yeah. Do we? Uh, where are we starting here? Let's go with the bonus on quarterbacks here. Quarterbacks. All right, I'll start. So bonus, uh, Lamar Jackson. In the notes here, Raiders jumped on a bunch of old-name players but still managed to have one of the worst running and passing defenses. Lamar might now light it up in the air on Monday, but bet on him to have... Might not. But might not uh, air it on Monday. Uh, But bet on him to ultimately kind of take over and take control of the game, especially now that for Baltimore to win, it's going to have to be on Lamar's back. I I even kind of wrote these notes before... We had the news of Goss Edwards going down. Right, and the run game, it's going to look rough. I mean, you'd think they're going to probably elevate Le'Veon Bell, and it's going to be a... I think they're going to go with Tyson Williams as their number one. Yeah, it'll be a hodgepodge of running backs, I would assume. So it, it definitely, it, it sounds like uh, we're dealing with some situation here where Lamar's probably going to put up top seven points, I'd say at least. I don't know if he's going to do a lot during the air. I think he's going to have to make a lot of situations made by himself on the ground. As anybody who listens to this show knows, I'm not the biggest fan of Lamar as a quarterback, uh, but I've never once said that I don't agree that he's got ability. He's a super talented player, and he is a game-breaker. He's still going to get his rush yards. Yeah, that's it. I, I feel like this is going to be one of those... Year one of Lamar's emergence kind of years where you're going to see him probably hang... 
150 to 175 yards on the Raiders on the ground alone. Right. I and can't see the Raiders being able to hold him in check on the ground. No. I feel like you're going to see a lot of actual read option ability, too, this week. And that's where you might see, like you said, Le'Veon elevated. Because right. you got to kind of check Le'Veon. Um, number five on this list. I actually gave it a dual option here. I put Terod Taylor and Trevor Lawrence for this week. Gary, you might think I'm crazy here. But two very bad teams with two inconsistent offenses and two even worse defenses. Both of these teams ranked in the bottom five of the league on defense this past year. It doesn't make me think that this game won't be a shootout. Defensive error everywhere. Offensive teams not looking great. I I honestly compared this to the 2003 game. Bengals, Browns, where Carson Palmer and Kelly Holcomb both hung over four touchdowns and two interceptions each. I don't think it's going to be a flawless game. But I could see one of these guys going over 350 and four touchdowns. The other guy probably going over 200 and three touchdowns. If I had to bet the over-under, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a better performance than Tyrod. But I think um, I think Tyrod will still put up a good performance. I mean, like you said, they're not the best uh, defensive teams. Um, I end up picking actually a lot I think, Jacksonville in this. I think, Ty- or I think the Texans are going to rely heavily on the run and see what they can do with that backfield. Um, number four on this list, Gary, you want to you cover it? Because I know it's a player you're near and dear with. Yep, so uh, a guy I need to play pretty good this weekend is Jalen Hurts out of Philadelphia. I originally talked to you about this earlier, I think. Um, but Atlanta has one of the worst defenses. Atlanta has one of the worst defenses consistently still. In the passing game. Right. I did find out, and I get to that later on here, actually. Um, Atlanta was like top seven against the run last year. Yeah, I don't know if that's because they're off or because their secondary was so bad that they just got abused through the air often or what. Right. I mean, oh, excuse me, I'm tired. They do have that kid from Clemson that we didn't like who got uh, beat pretty bad. AJ Terrell. Yeah, AJ Terrell in the uh, in the title, title game, but uh, they haven't been the same since blowing the twenty eight three lead uh, versus New England in the Super Bowl. Um, Jalen Hurts is a true dual threat, dual threat QB and stands. You have a very nice game week one versus the lowly Falcons. Uh, number three on this list, and yes, I'm really about to say it. I've got Carson Wentz on my stardom list here. Uh, Seattle has done nothing to improve an already very bad secondary. There has been no sign of increase. They haven't really added players around it. Cool, they re-signed Jamal Adams. Uh, Jamal Adams was used mainly in blitz package last year and was he's, a sack machine. He's almost a linebacker. And he is. Not even he, really he's, a he's a nickel package linebacker. He's an undersized linebacker who does very good at what he does, and he's one of the game breakers of the league, but he's not helping them not cover anybody. against coverage. Um, and that's it. Like Seattle got beat up consistently last year where they were hang- letting pe- teams throw over 300 on them early and often. If there's going to be a situation where Carson Wentz is going to come in and feel comfortable with Indy, it's got to be right away from week one, and it's got to be against Seattle. Uh, I would not be shocked to see Carson Wentz make an appearance on the top ten quarterbacks this week, and I'm rolling with him, saying stardom. Uh, I'll go with, with number two here, too, because I'm, I'm going to go with another bizarre name on this. I'm going to go Tua Tonga Vailoa. Tua Tonga, not the Raviolis. <laughs> A guy that a lot of the major stations are saying to steer clear of this week playing New England. I'm going to go the opposite direction here, man. New England has continued to age. It's not like they're really putting a whole bunch of youthful pieces on the defense. Yeah, they got Chase Winovich, but guess what? Chase Winovich is a player who was playing into the fourth quarter of the preseason games. 
Um, they, they've got all these pieces, but Bill hasn't proven that he's scouting very well on this. And what do they have at number one corner this week, Gary? It's Jalen Mills. It's not Stephon Gilmore. Nope. Stephon Gilmore's out for the first six weeks of the season. So you're going to roll out. And yes, I get it. Um, J.C. Jackson's a really, really tough guy to, to deal with. But you know who he's currently expected to cover? Albert Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> They're... They're sitting here, and it's uh, it's expected that you're going to see Jalen Mills on Devontae Parker, and Devontae Parker sh- pulls a great matchup off that. Okay. And doesn't get hurt. So I, I I think the fact that they don't necessarily have the greatest pass rush anymore, I, this is Tua's breakout game. Gary, how about you give us some stuff about number one here? So number one, uh, everyone's going to be shocked. Uh, it's Ryan Tannehill, um, Tennessee. They're playing a poor Arizona defense that lost a starter in Patrick Peterson and bolstering a defense that we cannot see stop the Cardinals, much with Kyler. Ryan Tannehill is going to be asked to basically do a shootout this week. Yeah, uh, I mean, the Cardinals are going to make sure that they're going to apply pressure. Tennessee doesn't have the best defense either, and like... I'm not going to say that Kyler's going to have the best game because I think Arizona's a very well-rounded team. Right. Uh, I think Tannehill's going to really blow the doors off here. I, I can think, see it. I think Tannehill's going to be able to go for 303 I touchdowns. A.J. Brown's going to have a very good day. Yeah. Uh, A.J. Brown, I think Julio's going to have yardage. There was one one uh, Tennessee player I wasn't a huge fan of, but uh, it's in there. And we got issues in another league. One second. <laughs> Buddy cannot find it to set a lineup, um, but yeah, I mean, so those are our top five star or uh, stardom quarterbacks. Gary, what do you say we go with uh, the top or the the bottom of this here? We're gonna go with uh, for number five. Go with uh, Derek. So for the Sidums for there. Yep. So uh, Sidums, we got Derek Carr. Uh, we do like Derek Carr, but he has carried teams as a sneaky high-end QB for a couple of years. However, that doesn't improve his odds against the high-flying Ravens defense. Uh, not really going to be playing him this week. Yeah, uh, uh, my number four, I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins here. And I'm doing this for a reason. Cincinnati hasn't really done anything to improve their standings. They, they made a lot of swap-out moves, which ultimately kind of... I, I'll be honest, I, I I went on a site earlier that was banging up on Cincy's moves, but at the end of the day, they, they moved on from Carl Lawson, who's not playing in the league currently. He blew his ACL out, or his Achilles. Um, they have Trey Hedrickson, who had a good year last year. Let's see if he can continue to produce. They swapped William Jackson for Chidobe Owuze, who, who, by all means, is a good corner. Um, and this is one of those games that I feel like we've seen Kirk Cousins do time and time again, where Kirk Cousins should absolutely dominate the game, mm-hmm. which in theory means that he's going to spit up all over himself, because I've seen this too many times. Right. Um, I could see Kirk Cousins' game this week being 250 for one touchdowns and three picks. It wouldn't be out of the realm, and ultimately Delvin Cook ends up winning them the game because he runs wild. Yep. Uh, Gary, how about you give us a number three, starting with Roethlisberger and finishing to here? Finishing to here? No, this to to here. Oh, okay. See, that's interesting. Oh, gotcha. uh, it, it's split. Yeah. So uh, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, the Bills' defense has revamped and is working 
with an entire new D-line. The Pittsburgh Steelers have changed out their entire offensive line. Nobody's the same from last year, uh, which is ranked last in the league uh, for time to drop for back. the time to drop back last year. And none of the replacements are incredibly notable. Ben might be in for a very long day. You're not going to read what's after that? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, number two on this list, I've got Daniel Jones. This is one of the one of the ones that it sucked to put on here. I think Daniel Jones is going to sneak into being a quality backup quarterback in fantasy this year. However, this is not the game. Uh I'm not going to hate on Danny Dimes this year. I really do like him. I like what they retooled the offense with there. But at the end of the day, when you've got an offensive line that hasn't stayed healthy and hasn't proven it's going to click together, and a bunch of receivers that haven't gone to stay healthy through the offseason. I mean, Kenny Galladay missed the entire camp, and then you're going to squat up versus that Denver pass rush. It's going to be a long day for for Danny Danny Dimes. Uh, And our number one sit here... So, I actually can't sit him this week. I know you can't, but I, it's one of the things where I don't... I won't be shocked if he doesn't have a very good game this week. Yep, so a uh, very talented guy, Justin Herbert. The Washington football team's uh, trails out a vicious pass rush, and the Chargers struggled with QB protection last year. It could be a very long day for Justin Herbert in Week 1 versus a very, very nasty and underrated Washington football squad. Excellent. So, there it is. Uh, our stardoms are sit at quarterback... Uh, Lamar Jackson, Terod Taylor, Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts, Carson Wentz, Tua Tungvailoa, and Ryan Tannehill as stardoms, as sit-ums. We've got Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Ben Roethlisberger, Daniel Jones, and Justin Herbert. Obviously, again, guys, this isn't something where we're going to sit here and slander these players. This is going off statistics and just giving you a little bit of a nudge. Like, hey, this might be a little tough this week. Um... Gary, what do you see? We go on to the stardom running backs here. Yep, let's do it. Do you want I mean, me to start with five? I'll, st- I'll start with five. five. Uh, number five is a guy who I've been a little bit more open towards drafting in the late part of the draft process here. Uh, running back Philip Lindsay out of Houston. The Jaguars are, are, e- are equally porous on defense, and Philip Lindsay has two fossils as competitions for carries. It would not shock me to see Lindsay in a 17 to 20 point range on Sunday after following the toilet bowl known as Jacksonville versus Houston. Realistically, I mean, someone's got to get carries there. If he gets 100 yards and a touchdown, it's, that's a 16-point game right there for a guy who might not be a sexy option all season but might be worth floating flyer on right now. Uh, Gary, how about you give us number four? Yep, so uh, one of the guys that I got, of course. <laughs> uh, so Mike Davis, the Eagles allowed 20 TDs over 16 games. Good enough for seventh worst last year. Matt Ryan would do what he can for – uh, production between the 20s and Mike Davis will have not a, not much of a chance to punch it in from there. Absolutely, man. It's uh, It's been a little bit infuriating, shall we say, on some of this. Uh, number three on this list, I've got Joe Mixon. The Vikings, whom did very little to address the front seven and are facing more injuries, face the Bengals, whom have been in the process of revamping the offensive line and have handed Joe Mixon the keys as the, or as the true number one running back. Watch out. He's going for over 25 this week, I think, guys. Uh, Joe Mixon has been heralded as the Cincinnati's coaching staff as being the MVP of camp. They said he looked electric this year. I think Mixon's going to come back and prove it, and out of the gates, he's, he's going to be the guy. 
Gary, how about you give us number two on this list? You don't necessarily have to read in that if you don't want to. <laughs> so, uh, Saquon, Saquon Barkley is our number two sit him. Uh, oh, no, start, right? Yes. So, our number two start. The uh, Broncos struggled to keep the opposing teams out of the end zone. On the ground in 2020, Saquon for two punch-ins is the prediction. I like it. And my number one, I'm going to go with running back James Robinson. Uh, it's it's really, it's not even necessarily how much I love James Robinson as much as just everything else around it. Rookie quarterback, check. Facing a team that allowed the most yards in the league for running backs and also allowed the second most touchdowns last year, check. Running back 1B goes down with a Liz Frank injury, triple check. Start James Robinson in all of your scenarios this week. I think he's going to be the safety valve that's going to help get uh, Trevor Lawrence through the situation here. Uh, Gary, do you want to start with number five here for the Sidham running backs this week? Yep. So okay. and I hated writing this one, honestly. So for number five Sidham, we got DeAndre Swift. Yes, it is true he is being drafted way too low. However, for Swift week one, Versus a strong Niners run defense and nursing a soft tissue injury, this matchup is not ideal. Absolutely. Uh, number four on my list, Jonathan Taylor. It's a guy who I had to kind of take and run with in a, in an auction draft last night, or shall I say I got stuck with trying to bid him up. Um, in a situation where you have three backs in Indy, you have a hot hand approach, and you face last year's fifth-ranked defense versus the run could also be because everybody shredded them in the air. Uh, I will be passing on Jonathan Taylor this week, but I mean, as we already said, I think that Carson Wentz is where the points are. I'm not saying that Jonathan Taylor's not a good player. I don't know if the situational reps are going to or are going to help uh, him really be the guy this week. Uh, Gary, how about you give us number three on this list? Yep. So number three is Miles Sanders. Surprise! We found one thing Atlanta's defense does all right. And it's prevent the run. Ranked number six last year with 1,677 yards allowed and only 15 TDs scored. It might be wise to avoid the hopes and dreams and see how that backfield shakes out for one more week. I love it. Uh, number two on the list, David Montgomery. Again, look, I'm high on Montgomery. Uh, in the back half of the season, that is. Uh, I would like to have a complete, or er, I would like to ha I would have to be a complete nutcase to think starting him against the Rams defense is worth any type of benefit to a fantasy player. Avoid this matchup if you can. And unfortunately, I have a lot of shares of David Montgomery. Yeah. Uh, but I will be the first to tell you Montgomery will be in the 8 to 12 point range at least this week. It's not going to be pretty, but it's going to be there. Uh, and the number one sit -em running back. We have Chris Carson, everyone's favorite player in the mid-rounds. Also has a lingering injury history and faces an indie defense that was good for two fewest, second in the fewest yards against and only 16 TDs scored against. The Seahawks will let Russ cook, and Chris will be sitting at the kids' table. Yeah, man, uh, there's a lot of, of hatred at the moment about the Chris Carson thought process. Uh, a guy who's come off some serious health issues, uh, got pretty banged up, had issues with a hip fracture, and he just doesn't overall stay healthy there. It seems like every year somebody else is developing and, and is the new guy in town. Um, I'll be the first to tell you right here, I don't necessarily think it's going to be this week that we have to run for uh, for joy on that. So I'm going to roll with that. Uh, Gary, want to give, I'll give, I'll give, I'll give a couple bonus matchups here. Uh, we broke down some receiver, cornerback expected matchups for this week. Um, 
Deshaun Jackson is actually a name that I kind of enjoy this week. Facing Kendall Vildor, uh, who is Chicago, who's not graded very highly. If Deshaun can keep up that speed, Matt Stafford and Deshaun might be worth two touchdowns in the long game. Uh, DJ Moore against Isaiah Dunn. That's a Jets corner who Moore should be seeing a heavy, heavy complimentary role against. Um, Marquez Callaway against Kevin King. Kevin King's not exactly uh, great, shall we say. Mm-hmm. Um, and Terrace Marshall against the New York Jets' Michael Carter II. Uh, no, not the running back. There's another Michael Carter there. But the number fifth matchup we want to talk about on here is Debo Samuel against Amani Orawari uh, of Detroit. He averaged like a six-point grade uh, out of ten. Obviously, the higher you get... Uh, six is green light. That means uh, blow up against that. Gary, how much give us number four on this list? So number four for the starts, right? Uh, this, these are startup chess. Yep. So number four, uh, we have DJ Chark versus Houston and Vernon Hargreaves. That's what his coverage says he will see. All right. Uh, number three, I've got Devontae Parker against Jalen Mills. We already somewhat discussed this here. Yep. As long um, as he stays healthy. Yeah, that, that's the main factor. If he can stay up and he can stay healthy, uh, there's nothing making me think that I wouldn't want to start him. So I would go ahead with it. Um, and Gary, how about you have number two? Yep, so number two, uh, we got Russell Gage versus Philadelphia, and he will see Avante uh, Maddox. Avante Maddox has been toasted in quite a few big games. Uh, Russell Gage is a guy who... I think a lot of people aren't going to think on necessarily because they're going to oh, well, what's he going to do really? What what can we expect? I can see Russell Gage being a 20-point producer this week with that kind of coverage. And number one, I've got a, I'm going back to the hole here with L.A. Matt Stafford's involved. Cooper Cup versus Duke Shelley. This is a slot cover corner, and I've never even heard of Duke Shelley. Uh, Cooper Cup's a surgical producer. Uh, I think Cup might be the start of the week here. Gary, uh, we are Beating up some good talent here with the Sidhams. Uh, you want to start it off? Yep. So, number five, we got Calvin Ridley versus Philadelphia. And he will see Darius Slay. Uh, Slay's been productive, and Slay, for how bad Philly was last year, was the only lockdown bright spot on that team. Um, Unless they move Ridley around and Slay doesn't follow that's him. That's what I'm hopeful of seeing is that, okay, maybe we'll move him around and, and get some real benefit out of that, but I don't know how much. I'm really expecting that to happen. So we'll see how that really produces off of there. Uh, number four on this, Allen Robinson. He's drawing Jalen Ramsey this week. I know you and I aren't super big fans of Jalen Ramsey, but you got to respect his game, and the guy can play. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting matchup. Um, number three, Gary, how about you give it to us? So we got Deontay Johnson versus Trey White. Trey White usually doesn't follow, but sometimes he will. So it's going to be interesting to see Deontay Johnson week one. Everyone's got him as a, a very uh, a very rising receiver, um, and just week one's a tough matchup. And if we if you guys stick it out to the end of this episode, I will uh, I will roll out my first daily fantasy lineup of the week if you're a FanDuel player. Uh, number two on this list, I have Jalen Waddle versus New England's Jonathan Jones. Jones has been a good slot cover corner. Waddle's expected to see an uptick, and I'm not saying he's going to have like a bad day, but he's not going to go for for big yardage. I don't think. And number one, somebody I think a lot of people love love to overplay. Uh, s- slot receiver Tyler Lockett in Seattle is going to draw Kenny Moore out of India or Indy. 
Uh, Kenny Moore is one of the top young slot corners in the league. I could see Lockett being locked down pretty easily there. Yeah, especially if DK's eating, then he'll mm-hmm. just keep going to DK. What do you say, Gary? We finish this one up here. We'll go with uh, the quarterback stardoms. I or the tight end stardoms. I'll go and start first. Uh, number five on the list, we have Austin Hooper. Uh, Cleveland, Kansas City didn't exactly lock up tight end last season, finishing with 11.8 points per game given. The lack of the stopgap didn't get addressed very well this offseason, and Hooper might be Cleveland's key to success in trying to unseat Kansas City this week. Gary, how much give us number four on this list? So number four, a guy that we really, really liked in the draft, uh, Brevin Jordan uh, out of Houston. Jacksonville's allowed a staggering 12 points per game to tight ends in 2020 and have only gotten worse up the middle. With the departure of Joe Schubert, I think it's Joe Schubert. Schubert. Uh, watch for Houston to target the fast riser and the fifth round pick. I love it. Uh, number three on this list is a guy a lot of people might not know of, and the guy that I'm personally locking into FanDuel lineups this week. I'm going to go with Dan Arnold, cornerback out of Carolina. The Jets allowed a whopping 15 points per game. That's worst against tight ends in the entire league last year. Um, and all, all all reports out of Carolina are pointing to the fact that the Darnold to Arnold connection is really shining here. Um, watch out for these for this duel this week and going forward. But that's my guy, man, Dan Arnold. He's he's my little sleeper pick. Uh, Gary, what do you got here for two? Number two. So we have uh, a guy who's kind of been a disappointment to be honest, uh, at least last season. But we got Tyler Higby. Not as much competition there this year. Um, the Bears came in at number two, worst in the league last year at tight end coverage. Uh, the leave of Gerald Everett should help bolster up the receptions for Higby, and what better time to break out of that mold than week one? Um, number one on this list, and I, it's, I feel like it's a cheat code, but put him here, but I want to put Travis Kelsey at number one. Obviously, everyone was going to start him anyways, but um, as if I need to really remind you, versus a normal tight end, Cleveland allowed about 12.5 points per game to normal tight ends. And this is non-PPR stats. That means PPR, you're looking around probably 16 to 18 points. And then you're going to add in the fact that it's Travis Kelsey. Whew. Travis Kelsey's going to eat here. Uh, Gary, I'll finish this up here. We'll go uh, We'll sure. go with the sit-ems for the tight end as well. Uh, number five, we'll go TJ Hawkinson. Hawks can be a top five tight end this year. That's for sure. And it, it's not something I like to say is to tell you to sit a guy who should be a top five in the position. But week one against the San Fran team and Fred Warner, who allowed an average of six and a half points per per game last year, the stingiest team in the league against tight ends, I don't know how confident I am in having to start TJ Hawkinson. Uh, number four, Adam Troutman. Few people are going to doubt his talent. Gary, you and I liked him a lot last year out of the draft class. But coming off of what was thought to originally be a long-term foot injury and facing a Green Bay defense that allowed less than eight points per game, I'm not too high on uh, Troutman's upside this week. Number three, out of Denver, Noah Font. Uh, the Broncos' stud young tight end faces an uphill battle and a shockingly good tight end cover team of the Giants, who aren't good at much else defensively. Uh, number two, a guy that we talked about as being breakout potential this year from Tennessee, tight end Anthony Ferksker. Uh, a huge breakout option, but he's ultimately going to be working against what was already a very stout tight end to cover team 
that's added linebacker Zayvon Collins to the core on top of a remodeled Isaiah Simmons who really found his groove late in the season. Uh, number one, Mike Gusecki here. The Patriots were bottom five in the league last year versus tight ends for points allowed, meaning 8.4 points per game or less to tight ends. Uh, I'm going to take the Devontae Parker matchup with ease against Jalen Mills, but I don't think I'm too high against Mike Gusecki here. Uh, Guys, that's about it. Those are our five at each. Stardom, sit-ems. We got one more thing we want to cover before uh, we head out for the week. Like I said... Uh, as a quick reminder, don't forget to jump on the air. We will be live on Sunday morning at 10.30 on our Facebook and our Twitch streams, helping you guys get ready for Fantasy Day and ready for the first game of the season. However, guys, it's time I'm going to unveil my lineup here. I'm going to give you guys uh, the first lineup I put together for something I feel real confident in. This uh, this is a kind of loaded lineup for FanDuel. Um At quarterback at $7,700, I do have Ryan Tannehill against the Cardinals. We had him at number one on our starting list. Uh, At running back, I had him up high on our starting list as well. I went with Joe Mixon for $7,200. My number two running back, I went with James Robinson for $5,900 against the Texans. At wide receiver, and this is when I think people are going to start to fade. I don't think they're going to want him because if they don't do the advanced stats here, Stephon Diggs looks like he's got a tough matchup against Pittsburgh. However, on paper, Stephon Diggs does end up drawing for either Sutton or Weatherspoon. Weatherspoon just got traded there. Cameron Sutton doesn't pull very well, so depending on who gets that side of the field, and they know that they tend to run sides there, and Joe Hayden's not most likely going to draw him, I really like the upside of Diggs there. Uh, DJ Moore fell on the back half of our list. He has a game against the Jets. I'm going to load up on receiving options there for Carolina. DJ Moore, 6,700. Stephon Diggs is 7,900. Any chance I can get to get Stephon Diggs under 8,000 is great for me. Uh, Brandon Ayuk comes in at 6,500 here against Detroit. We already talked about that matchup. Dan Arnold, one of my favorite low-end tight ends, helps me really load this lineup with a $4,500 price hit. Uh, Delvin Cook against against Cincinnati. I'm able to get him in my flex spot with how cheap and low I went with Arnold and some of these receivers for 9,400. And then the Broncos defense to load it off. So again, guys, Tannehill, Mixon, Robinson, Diggs, Moore, Ayuk, Dan Arnold, Delvin Cook, and Broncos defense. Gary, anything you want to say to these guys before we uh, sign off? No, I mean, uh, the season's finally here. Hope you're listening to us now. And uh, if you've listened to us in the beginning, that's pretty cool. We've been growing, and now we're here. So good luck to you this weekend in your matchups. Hopefully we uh, helped you guys get there. But guys, until next time. You keep on looking for those fantasy beasts, and we'll show you exactly where to find them.